New segments, new releases, and news fragments. Hang on to your overpriced hipster headphones. It's time for the Daily Anthem. Episode four, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I say ladies and gentlemen like actual, like ladies and gentlemen will be listening to this. And not, you know, street toughs and hooligans or bored internet people. But hey, that's what I'm doing here. I'm a bored internet person. You're in good company. I count myself in your standings. Not that that's particularly wonderful. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Daily Anthem podcast. I am your host, Brandon, here once again, four times and almost unfailing, unless you count last week being late as a failing, which I do. Such high standards I hold myself to, as you can well imagine. They don't just let you put anything up on the internet. They're very particular. Again, I don't know who they are, but man, they are, they are some picky and choosy people. Except they're not. I've seen some of the videos on YouTube. It's nonsense. Anyway, hey, let's go back through the previous week and see what the Daily Anthems were for the week. Monday through Friday, September 21st through the 25th. On Monday, we had the song Demons by Frank Turner off of his album Positive Songs for Negative People. Absolutely awesome artist, awesome album, great song. If you like folk, but you also like alternative, look no further. He's a little bit of both. Then on Tuesday, we had the song The Living Dead by the band No More Kings off their album 3. Either that or I, 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 but more often than not, when you see the three I's capitalized and together, it's the Roman numeral, so I'm going to go ahead and assume. Really funny tune, you should check that out. Wednesday, we had the song Doctor by the band Trustlow from their album Hurricane, a band that I had recommended to me, not again over the daily anthem, you guys are slacking, get on it, come on now. Thursday, we had the song Burn, Burn by the band Lost Prophets from their album Start Something. And then Friday, we had the song Digital World by a band called Amaranth? Amaranthy? Amaranth? I have no idea. (laughs) I really don't. I should have looked up like a pronunciation key or something. Anyway, off of their album Massive Addictive, a really cool like Swedish metal band that I had never heard of before. Again, had it recommended to me. Again, not by anyone from the Daily Anthem. Come on now. Get on it, guys. Get on it. Moving on to upcoming releases. I'm looking ahead to October 2nd. We've got a new album by Children of Bottom, Bodom, whatever, called I Worship Chaos. I really don't, but uh, I can appreciate that that's an edgy enough title for a metal band. Anyway... Collective Soul has a new album called See What You Started by Continuing. And then Editors has a new album called In Dream, as in in I-N, not like dream, as in in sync, but dreaming instead of sinking. And then Queensreich. Is it Queensreich? Man, I'm just, I picked all the ones I don't know how to pronounce. Have Condition Human coming out. So those, those things, those are all, those are all happening. Only a handful that I'm I'm actually caring about. Although, truth be told, I have a hard enough time keeping pace with just the handfuls that come out that I'm actually interested in. So maybe it's a good thing. Maybe I need to start building apathy to new releases or something. I have no idea. Anyway, moving on to a couple of cool things that are going on. I happened to see a trailer on YouTube for a Daft Punk documentary by BBC 
coming uh it's gonna be coming later this year from what i understand it's gonna be called daft punk unchained that trailer i think it dropped on uh, thursday or friday i'm not sure which uh september 24th there it is so that was thursday and it's going to feature interviews with uh, some folks like Kanye West and Pharrell Williams and Giorgio Moroder. And it uh, looks like some other techno and uh, electronica pioneers. So that ought to be kind of cool. It looked like they were teasing an unmasking. But I just can't imagine that that would actually... Like, that's that's got to be a, a non-starter. They're not going to appear on camera. If they're going to do anything as an unmasking, it's probably going to be like a retirement thing, right? Like they're handing off the reins. Although at this point, is it even really them behind the masks? Like if they ever do a performance, is it actually the two guys that go by Daft Punk? Or is it just some stand-ins, basically? Some dudes who stand up there and start the show, and then they just kind of like bob their heads and act like they're doing things and maybe one of them plays a keyboard i really don't know i don't know how it works but uh i'd bet good money that the guys that actually are daft punk are sitting at home watching and being perfectly happy to let stand-ins wear the masks can't have a whole lot of breathability under those like space helmet looking things anyway the new bond theme got dropped sam smith's writings on the wall writings with the apostrophe s as in writing is on the wall not writings plural That just debuted, and it looks like it debuted at number one all over the place as a single. But I gotta say, you know, it's, I mean, it's Sam Smith. It's got an incredible vocal performance, but it's not all that exceptional. Like, I mean, I'm only comparing this against the last handful of of, um, Daniel Craig Bond movies. I really liked all the songs. I mean, I know, like I said before, Another Way to Die wasn't very well loved, but I liked it. At least it was like unique and interesting and, and kind of tried something. And then Skyfall was this big, bombastic performance, very melodramatic and, and kind of sweeping. And then even Chris Cornell's You Know My Name was like kind of anthemic and, and gritty for a Bond theme. This one was very, very mellow. There's no other word for it. It's kind of nondescript pop performer, minor key, Bond-esque but doesn't really feel like a Bond theme. It feels like just an amateur stab at what a Bond theme might sound like. But, you know, we're never going to get to do that, so we don't have to actually try that hard to make it sound like it actually is a Bond theme. We're just going for a Bond theme-esque feel. It just seems very understated. But then again, maybe that's what they're going for. You know, I mean, it's entirely possible that this is going to be a more stripped-down intro or whatever i have no idea i'm still excited to see how it all plays into like the 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 opening credits you know that's always been a big bond thing i'm excited to see how they work it in but when i first heard the song i thought wait did i click on the right song or is this just like a new single that's being released alongside that happens to be releasing at the same time i'm still interested i'm still gonna see specter probably day one i've liked all the bond movies thus far Quantum of Solace gave me a little bit of a headache because it dragged on a little bit long for how much plot there actually was to stretch out. But I'm I'm really excited to see, you know, Christoph Waltz and and uh, Dave Bautista because, you know, wrestlers in popular media is just getting bigger and bigger. Man, Bautista really took off, too, with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, which had an awesome soundtrack to bring it back to music. Uh, I happened to see a story about four people apparently getting stabbed at a a fight 
at a David Guetta show in Las Vegas? <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't be laughing, but there's just a couple of things on this that make me laugh. Like, that, I, I mean, it just struck me really funny. For one, it originally got attributed to a Skrillex and Diplo concert, but that happened later in the evening. Which apparently got corrected over Twitter, where Diplo was 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 like tweeting that it was a flat out lie. You, you know, I I get not wanting bad press, but it's you know it's just it's just a mistake. Don't 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 get your panties in a wad, techno man. And then uh, it came out that it was like about twenty people were involved in the fight, and somebody said that it had all the markings of a gang fight. I say somebody because I read this on TMZ, so take that for what you will. Something else that was said is that the the like law enforcement arrested uh, someone on three counts of murder, but that they're having a lot of difficulty developing the case because everyone they've tried to interview developed a case of amnesia. <laughs> I wonder if that was part of what had like the markings of a gang fight. No one wants to rat on one another. They're just going to wait till they have an opportunity to stab back. I don't know. But that's just like a David Guetta show? Really? I mean, if I'm thinking like a gang fight... And I'm thinking stabbings and like a 20-person brawl. I'm not thinking it's going to take place during like a, a dance house kind of show. You know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm, I'm not going to make generalizations about where I expect it might take place. But a Guetta concert, does, that, that wouldn't have been in my top 10. Having been to a concert where somebody got stabbed and I was not surprised, Guetta does surprise me <laughs> but uh hey you know there's you gotta have something exciting happen after someone presses play on the music and then stands there bobbing their head not that it doesn't take talent to make the music but i just i don't know what's happening up there when they like when they start the music they're not playing the music i mean yeah they're playing the music but they're playing the music by pressing play essentially i know they do other things up there but uh, they could just I'd, I'd like to witness it. You know, I've, I mean, I think everyone has seen that really cringeworthy video of the kid who was pretending to like perform on stage alongside a DJ and it was unplugged and he wasn't touching anything. He was just acting like he was twisting knobs in my head. That's what they all do. Some of them are just better at faking it than others. <laughs> but as fun as it is to talk about uh, stabbings at concerts and whatnot, <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about something on the less funny dark side of music. On Thursday, I had made the daily anthem Burn Burn by The Lost Prophets from their album Start Something. That album had been one of my favorites for a long, long time. I remember picking up Start Something. It was like late at night at Walmart after uh, I was done working and I had like an hour drive home and I just wanted to go grab something new to listen to. And that was the one I picked up as I was driving home listening to that and just it just must have hit at a really pivotal moment for me because going back listening to it it's not all that exceptional but there's like a lot of really really catchy songs on the album like last train and still kill the old way and stuff like that but i not all that long ago i guess it was probably it was probably a year ago because i know that we did cover this on soundwave but it turned out that their frontman ian Watkins, was doing some pretty insanely deviant stuff specifically with like child sex offenses and he got sentenced to like 35 years starting i think that started in like november of 2013 that's when he pled guilty anyway and then there's like two female like co-defendants also pleaded guilty to various sex offenses against their own children and they got sentenced to like half that length uh, that that watkins did 
So here I was listening to something that was really influencing me because I loved the style of music and I thought it was really catchy and I didn't have much like it at the time, kind of the the mix of alternative punk but with some minor pop elements that just that made it a little bit more mainstream feeling, a little more edgy than than pop punk but not quite as sharp as what alternative punk probably would be described as. Again, if you want to throw genre names on it and everything. But here I am listening to it. And then years and years later, I'm finding out that the guy who wrote the music that was I was listening to is just what ended up being described as a committed and organized pedophile showing no empathy, no sympathy, or any remorse. Uh, that was by the detective chief in charge of the case. And then finding out that Ian was speaking to a female fan from prison and referring to the incident as megalols. And it just kind of got me thinking about to what degree does the affairs of the band members in a band, how does it affect your view of the music? Can it completely take away like any impact that it had when you find out stuff like that? And for me, it really did for a long, long time where it's like I couldn't hear any of these songs that I had like I'd listened to for like countless times and really had thoroughly enjoyed without a second thought where I'm not even looking all that closely at the lyrics because I'm just I'm. I'm just enjoying the music, but now I'm looking at everything and like, like, like I'm some sort of profiling detective trying to figure out, oh, is this a clue? Is this where he says that he wants to like do nasty things to children? I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that now I'm looking at it and going, that guy was a psychopath, a sociopath, just this, uh, but kind of a monster of a human being that he doesn't even see what the big deal is. And I'm willingly ingesting this through my ears. I don't know. It just kind of woke me up to thinking about, like, how, how careful are we about what we listen to? And I realized that some of the songs that I've shared, they do have cursing in them. And I, I, don't, I, know, I don't really care for that. As a Christian, I tried not to curse because I feel like that's coming out of my face. I should be careful of what I'm saying because I'm not always sure of who's listening. And I want to make sure I'm not being a bad influence on anyone. And if I don't really have the need to say it, why say it? I just don't, it doesn't do anything for me. I don't condemn people that do. Obviously, it doesn't bother me to the extent that it bothers some people. And I hear it in music and I think, yeah, it's, you know... Nine times out of ten, it's unnecessary. But it doesn't offend me as as much as somebody raping people. Raping children. But that's background. Things like the cursing, it's in the foreground. So these things that make it seem... Uh, I'm going to put some heavy quotes on moral and what your definition of that might be. These things that might seem immoral on the front end or even the subject matter that might seem shady, the people that are singing it might be perfectly fine people, you know, that they're, they're not, <laughs> they're not even what's reflected in the songs they write. But then you've got guys like Ian Watkins, who's writing songs that have a lot of themes that are completely innocuous. And yet he's something of a, of a turd of a human being. I don't know. It was just one of those things that made me think, and now I've added the song as like an anthem and exposed you all to it. So uh, you're welcome, Internet. But setting aside the uh, grim, grim, grim subject matter, it's time for a brand new segment. The very first essential album on the Daily Anthem podcast. 
Starting us off with this, we have Dodge and Burn by The Dead Weather, a brand new album. It just came out on Friday. Yeah, Friday. I'm I'm kind of setting aside one of my own personal rules about the the essential album being something that's kind of tried over the course of time because the very first time I listened through it, I was just oh yeah, this is happening. <laughs> For those of you maybe who aren't familiar with The Dead Weather, it's something of a supergroup. It's got uh, Allison Mosshart, who is the front woman from The Kills, and I know she has another project, but I can't remember what it was. And it's got Jack White, who's been, you know, in like the White Stripes. He's got his his self-named project, and he was in their Raconteurs. Again, another one that I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce. And then it's also got some members of Queens of the Stone Age and City and Color. City and Color being the band name, not City and also Color. It's kind of a stacked group. But then when it all comes together, it's you wouldn't know that it's just a bunch of members from different bands. It sounds very much like these guys have been playing music together their entire lives. There was only one thing I could think of the entire time I was listening through the album, and that I was like, this is really unique. I mean, I know that they've released a few other albums altogether, but the entire album plays through just so entertaining. I mean, very charismatic, very intense. And like really like gritty, not just in the vocals, but like all the instrumentalism is very visceral and raw, and, and it really trades the shine of production out for authenticity. It really sounds like a live performance. It doesn't sound as if it was taken into the studio and like, okay, we're gonna do a thousand takes on on each instrument, and then we're gonna make the vocalists' uh, vocal cords bleed for how many times they have to sing through it. It really sounds like they're just like the first time through, like, was that good? Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Let's move on. But I, I just want to play a couple of, of, of couple of clips. First off, we're going to just sample Buzzkill and then in parentheses, er. So Buzzkiller, but er is in parentheses. Yeah. Check it out. Man, I love that guitar. Really, really cleverly written music and not afraid to take some chances. There's a couple of moments where Jack White really kind of goes full Jack White, but it really pays off, I think. Uh, I, I know that that kind of music isn't going to be for everybody, but <laughs> it's for me. That's for darn sure. I really appreciate the balance of insane risk <laughs> with some of the crazier guitar sounds and there's there's one song in particular that's got a really strange intro but it all pays off i think it ends up kicking into a really cool chorus and balances things out i also really appreciate the degree to which allison mosshart has taken the reins on the vocals i don't remember her singing as much on the previous albums i mean i know she did but i felt like jack white was still the primary vocalist on this one i definitely would describe him as backup Here's just a quick clip from the song Rough Detective, where we hear a little bit more of Jack White uh, and the balance back and forth between him and Allison when they sing. Mm. 
he does a little more work than she does in the verses in that song. She like she like does the call and response style of singing. I always love that in songs, especially when it's like a male and a female back and forth. That's one of the things that I always liked about Skillet and how they wrote their songs, that if it wasn't for the call and response male female vocals, it would be incredibly generic Christian rock. <laughs> and uh, that, that's actually one of the things I really liked about Amaranthi, or Amaranth, however you pronounce that, that song, Digital World. I started listening through that album, and I had to pause because I knew I wasn't going to be able to make it all the way through that on my car ride. So I wanted to sit down and listen to that one all the way through, front to back, because it is incredibly well written. Really cool back and forth between the guy singing, and uh, I don't know if it's the guy, like the... The dude who's doing the crazy growl thing is the same as the guy who's doing the clean vocals. If it is, that's that's a disparity on par with what Ryan Clark does in Demon Hunter. But then going between him or them and the female vocalist, it's just a really cool combination that I would love to hear more of in music. But then also the music being thunderous. I know that's an adjective I use a lot, but uh, I'm a fan of using similar words all the time. It's like a signature, a really redundant signature. But I am going heck along, so that's where I'm going to stop myself. Thank you so much for listening to me ramble and get some introspectiveness and some silliness, sometimes in the same breath. I appreciate that. We're going to resume tweeting Spotify links to new and favorite songs from a variety of genres on Monday. You can keep up with all that on twitter.com slash the underscore daily anthem. You can also head over to thedailyanthem.tumblr.com, our hub for everything Daily Anthem oriented. For the first time, you can head over to facebook.com slash thedailyanthem, and you can keep up with us there as well. Give it a like. Why not? Also, as you may well be aware, because this is where you listen to this, soundcloud.com slash thedaily-anthem, and instagram.com slash dailyanthem. It's different on every single one. Isn't that something? Thanks so much for listening. Peace. Peace.